We've all heard of ROI, return on investment, but how about ROR? Our guest today, the queen of networking, shares with us about the importance of return on relationships. Val Romero is an expert networker. Having run her own networking group, Women Make a Difference, for over 23 years, she has a thing or two to teach us about the importance of connecting with people. Enjoy. This podcast is dedicated to those who have found their way from fear to freedom and for those who are considering undertaking this amazing journey. This is the Courage to Be podcast, and I am your host, Tanya Vasayo. Before we get into this episode, I want to share an amazing opportunity, my signature event, Increase Your Income and Impact, which is happening this June 21st to June 23rd. You will walk away from this three-day virtual event, shifting your mindset from not enough money to manifesting on the spot. You'll also learn how to get over fear of visibility and sales so that you can have a greater impact in the world. These virtual events are life transforming and you can get an early bird ticket below with the code LUCKY23 and save $400 for a limited time. I look forward to being your mentor and guide you to transform your life. Welcome back to The Courage to Be, where we have powerful conversations about transforming our life and business. And today we have Val Romero with us. Welcome, Val. Hello. Thanks for having me, Tanya. I am so excited because Val and I go back many, many years. You know, we've worked together. She's given me work. I've given her work. And we met at one of her networking events, Women Make a Difference. She's had this networking group of Women Make a Difference for over 20 years. And you're known as the queen of networking, Val. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you started with all of this, you know, the networking and your journey. I forget that we met at a networking event. Go figure. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Well, I had actually gotten involved with a direct sales company back in late 98. And I'm thinking, how can I get the word out about this? But really, to go back even just a little bit further, I realized that I've probably been networking all my life. I just didn't know that it was called that. Because I was born with the gift of gab, it's easy for me to build rapport. I ask a lot of questions. Some people might, hmm, that's kind of, you know, whatever. In fact, as a kid, I used to get accused of being, watch out, here comes Val with the 40-question interview. I kind of thought that was bad, but I'm going to tell you in business, it served me very well because you have to ask questions. You have to get on a level with somebody where they, you know, start understanding who you are and you're understanding who they are. But so I went to networking events. After I left my job, I was working in corporate America, but about 16 months after I was in this direct sales company, I decided to leave, take the leap of faith, and I started networking, and there were just things I didn't like about certain ones. I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't feel welcome, or, well, they didn't do that very good. I'm kind of picky about how that goes, so I'm like, okay, you know what? Why don't I just start my own? Because then I can control how it goes. So I did. It's been since 2001, actually. September is our birthday of another year coming around. So almost to 23 years of offering networking events the way I want to offer them because I have sort of a tender spot for introverts and shy people because I'm not, that doesn't mean I don't need to refuel because I do, <laughs> but as an extrovert, it's easy to network as an introvert or shy, it is not. And so I just kind of built these events around making those kind of people feel welcome and just having the connections and building the relationships, sometimes collaboration, finding people jobs. And it's just something I like to do. It's a joy to me, actually. So it's been, that's why it just keeps on going and going and going, like the Energizer Bunny. Women Make a Difference just has its own legs. And of course, I've had help along the way, but I'm still like the main one and still putting on monthly events, two months, two events a month. That is amazing. 23 years in the running with it and connecting people with that. I mean, you must have figured out what worked for you. Like what kind of things weren't working at the other ones that you're like, no, oh, I don't like how they're doing that particular networking event that you wanted to do differently. Because that's the best way when you're seeing a problem somewhere, you know, and it's almost like write the book that you want to read. You created the networking events that you wanted to participate in. So what kind of things were you seeing at these networking events that didn't work for you, but you wanted to do differently? Well, the main one I mentioned was just that when you first walk up to something and you know, you're going to somewhere where you may not even know anybody, 
maybe you know one person, then you're going to meet them out in the lobby. But say you're showing up and it's like, that is scary. Even for me, sometimes as an extrovert, I'm not really scared to go in. I'm just wondering how it's going to be. Am I going to see anyone? And so I, I start seeing, wow, there's a lot of that mind, whatever, monkey mind going on with people networking. And what if I could make that a little softer and make them feel welcome? So this is a very small thing, but I make the name tags. They're in a name tag holder that's not just a sticky that you write. I think that's important. It makes that person feel a little more welcome subtly. It's probably nothing, but I've had comments about that over the years. And just making that person feel welcome, introducing them to somebody right away. Hey, have you met so-and-so? I know they haven't met them because they've never been to an event, but it's just that crossover of making somebody feel welcome right when they come in instead of just saying, yeah, go on in and meet some people. You know, that's normally what they do, or they don't say anything. So you can think of networking events you've been to yourself where it felt a little more warm and fuzzy or not. Hopefully it's warm and fuzzy when you come to Women Make a Difference, but that's not always, that's not always the case. So that was one. And I really pride myself in bringing speakers when I have a luncheon and you know this, but the, the luncheons now after COVID that are in person have an expert keynote speaker, you being one of them several times over the years where an attendee can actually get some value and learn something personally and professionally. That's really important to me as well, because if they're going to spend money to come out, there's this concept of networking for some people's like, oh, that takes a lot of time. I'm not really getting anything out of it. Well, there's two things you've got ROI to look at. If I'm going, I need to meet, I need to do some business. That doesn't always happen right away either, but having that perception of I'm paying for this, how am I going to get anything out of it? And the other big word that's coming around, a lot of people know, but it's not that not saturated yet is the ROR. And you've heard of that, I'm sure, the return on relationship. I asked that at a recent luncheon and everybody within the audience was stunned. I'm thinking I'm being like so repetitive. And here I was saying, they go, no, we don't know what that means. I go, it's the return on the relationship, which doesn't equal money right away. But I'm here to tell you after 23, more than 23 years, because I was networking before I started my own, is just the fact of the time it takes, it may not mean money right away, that these rich relationships that you build that make you referable, make you memorable, give you business because people saw how you were being along the way. And again, that's not something we notice, but everybody's looking all the time. <laughs> They're watching us, Right. That's so true. Let's dive deeper into that. I want to talk about the ROI and I want to talk about the ROR, you know, like what for someone that's considering joining a networking event, like I didn't even know these things existed <laughs> until I started in, you know, my journey as an entrepreneur. I think it was someone reached out to me because I had an article in the newspaper and in the local newspaper. And they said, would you like to come to our networking luncheon? And I was like, what's this networking luncheon? Oh my God, someone reached out to me. You know, like this must be something important. And then that was the first time I was ever exposed to like a networking event. Like I didn't really know up to then, maybe I just considered myself like a freelancer or whatever. So I want to dive deeper into this idea of why someone would want to join a networking group you know, like yours, like women make a difference or any other one, you know, like, because you're part of other networking groups too, you know, it's not just your own, you, you get to meet people in other places and stuff. So let's talk about the ROI and let's talk about the ROR because you mentioned something key, which is a lot of people go in there expecting to make a sale right away then get upset because like, oh, well, this is not working. You know, like I made no business in this past year. How would you help them shift that mindset? Well, there's the giver's gain, if you will. I mean, if you consider that, but it's not always just about giving. I think it's about showing up. I have the perception of like my whole town of Albuquerque that I know everyone. And I do not know everyone, but because I've strategically placed myself without even really knowing it in the places that were right for me to meet the right people. I mean, networking is so general. I could be anywhere, right? I don't have to just go to association, my association events or things like that. So I think just all this time of building relationships, it's gotten me so many other places just, just because I showed up. 
Now, I don't know, I'm a big believer in networking. I think it does take time. It's not something everybody wants to do, but it can be the thing that turns your business around. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. I mean, there's actually experts out there that say networking is the key to be building your business. But again, it takes a little money. You know, you've got to go to the luncheon. You've got to go to the dinner. You've got to, you know, you've got to schmooze somebody. But you could write all that off. So it's like, it's a part of doing business. So the return on the income may not be right then, but to me, it's going to come. I could have so many stories of how, you know, I never had anything going on with this person, but they just kept seeing me. And then finally say, Val, I've seen you around for years. Now they're interested in what I have, which may not even be women make a difference. It could be something else that I'm doing. So I don't know, to me, there's never enough networking and there's never there's never a time you shouldn't show up. And there was a, a mentor of mine, Jim Rohn. You, you've heard of Jim Rohn, of course, yeah. passed on now. But in the context, and I keep wanting to look this up, in the context of something else, he has like the three most important things you should do in your business. And one of them is don't miss anything. And I'm like, so I think of that sometimes. I go, well, I don't really feel like going to that event. I go, yeah, but I might meet the key person that's going to bring me this business. And so that's how I kind of keep myself going with networking because I love meeting people. I love being able to be a resource to other people, which is another benefit of networking is that you find out what other people do. And now when somebody asks you, if you know someone that can help them with such and such, you will probably have the person. So I kind of joke sometimes that, yeah, maybe I'm the information booth. Maybe complaining about it. But the, the fact of the matter is that person has trusted me to know somebody that I'm going to give them somebody that can help them with whatever problem they're having, whether it's a roofer or web developer, or, you know, whatever it is. So I like that. And I tell other people that too, it's like, be a good resource for people. It makes you look good. And, you know, that's again, a little more return on the relationship because they remembered you. You did something that keeps them top, keeps you top of mind for them. Yeah, that is brilliant. I love that you dove into that because I think it's so important to not go in with that mindset of, oh, well, I invested whatever it is, $300, $500, a thousand, whatever the networking you know, group, whatever the investment is. And you have to look at it as an investment because like you said, it might not be immediate. You know, like when they go in with that mentality of, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to sell to everyone that's in this group today. Ooh, that energy is very different than I'm going in. I see you every once a month or every two weeks or every, how often the group meets. I'm like, oh, there they are again. I'm getting to know them a little bit better. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I discovered this new thing about Val. Oh, you know what? I'm having a problem this week with my website. My developer disappeared on me by any chance, you know, any developers? Yes, I do. You know, suddenly you're building a relationship, you know, of it really is an, that's why it's called return on investment. It's an investment that pays off long-term. And here's the thing, it pays over and over and over again, because you keep on doing business or connections. I mean, we could go back in our own, like just dissect our own relationship, you know, like the fact that you've come to my events, that you invited people to my events, that I've been a, that you've been a client of mine for many years, that I've been a client of yours for all these years, the people we've referred to each other, you know, like, oh my God, you have to come and see Val's event. And who knows the impact and the ripple effect we've had from the people that I've referred over to you, the people you've referred to me, and you know well, it might have been that exciting some other people might find that like so what's the big deal well the big deal is is that we all want business but if you're not out there looking for it you can't just sit in your office now some people are doing online businesses and, and that's fine but i don't think we're ever going to get past meeting people face to face we're human beings of connection that's how we survive really if we and if we don't have the connection I mean, it's led to fun. It's led to business. It's led to you know, friendship. Oh my God. Friendship. Had- I mean, it's endless what it is. So the return on relationship. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have coined that phrase. It's so valuable, but I would say most people, most business people, they're just after, you know, running in the cage, <laughs> the, rabbit, the gerbil cage, trying to get the business when, if they would just take the time, you know, to smell the coffee, so to speak, or smell the roses, 
and yeah. get that relationship going. You just never know when that's going to come back and be one of your biggest clients or a lead to something else that you didn't even know about a podcast yeah. interview even or whatever. Yeah. Who would have told us, right? Like when we first met seven years ago, wherever it was that would be doing a podcast now. Like we'd be like, what, what are you talking about? You know, like, I sure appreciate you involving me because it's something I'm wanting to do more of. I know I, I'm kind of, even though I'm an extrovert, I'm not necessarily, haven't always put it that way, seen the value in what I've been doing. Yes. I appreciate myself for being consistent and having the longevity of what I've done, but I wasn't really counting the skill sets that I've learned along the way that could be so much value for other people. So it's kind of cool as I build my confidence to be on camera. You know, it's so weird to me that I can talk to anybody. I can walk up to a stranger. I can talk in a group of people. Camera is a whole different ballgame. And so I appreciate the opportunity to sort of bring me out of my shell of that and, you know, get a little more confidence on camera. That's awesome. And that's the courage that you're practicing. You know, it's like we all have our fortes and the things that might come easy to us, but we have to step out of our shell and try new things and see what doors that might open. It's the same thing as like you're saying, you're meeting someone. And I love the point you made before when you're like, oh, maybe I don't feel like going to that networking event that happened to me this week. It was an online networking event. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired. It's been nonstop but they only do these once a quarter or something. And so I was like, okay, let me just go see who I'm going to meet. I happened to see like three or four other people that I already knew from different circles. And I'm like, what are they doing here? And then I met some really cool women that I know we could do some collaborations. Like we've already reached out to each other to see what might transpire. So like you're saying, it's going in, I think, would you agree with this Val? that it's going in with a mindset of, let me see what magic might show up here. And when you go in with that intention, don't you think that that's when like the things flow? And also adding, I will have to say, it's what Steve Jobs said in his famous commencement speech. You cannot connect the dots looking forward. And as human beings, we kind of don't want to take action unless we know the results, it's kind of like, oh, well, unless I know it's guaranteed that I'm going to sell something today, you know, why should I go to this networking event? But you have to shift that mindset and say, you can't connect the dots looking, moving forward. You can only connect them looking backwards, you know? So now it's like, I look backwards and say, wow, I'm so glad that I showed up to that first networking thing with Val. Look at all the doors and opportunities, money that showed up, the friends that I've made, right. the people I've met. And, and that's the just thing you were just referring to was that if you hadn't gone to that one, you pushed through, you went to some other part of your consciousness and said, no, I got to go. And for me, I'm going to go to my alter ego, which is Olivia Benson on law and order. Like she's got to make a decision on the run. You know, she's the Lieutenant, she's the detective, whatever she is, but she always looks calm, cool, and collected. So I want to be her. And I go, yeah, I got to go because who am I going to meet? And another thing that helps with that is having an intention. Maybe you don't feel like going, Oh, that's one thing. But the other thing is like, I'm going to a big thing. And depending on what it is, you know, recently there was a B2B in our town, which was probably a thousand people or so. I don't really like big things because, you know, it's just a big old schmooze, not to discount it, but this is not my, I'd like more intimate setting. You can get a little more ROR going on there. But if you have an intention that I'm going to meet just three people, they're going to lead me to whatever it is that the intention you're putting out, that's really helpful. Cause then you're not going in and going, Hey, it's a free for all because nobody wants to have somebody come up and say, here's my card. Here's my card. That is not the way to network. You've got to first establish like, you know, just even some kind of, how are you? Yeah. I mean, something, a handshake or, you know, start going from there. So I find that if I have an intention, especially if I'm going to a large event, yeah, lead me to three people that could get me into an employment group because, you know, my other form of income is with Legal Shield, as you know. So I'm kind of have my eyes open, but I'm usually looking at networking opportunities and I'm looking for other solopreneurs or business owners that I don't feel have a good enough presence. And I'm going to invite them to network with me and let me show them how I can get them introduced to people that they probably don't know. That's awesome. That. 
Let me ask you something. Do you have some examples of the ROI and RR? I mean, we've talked a little bit about you and I, you know, like how we've given ourselves business, we've created a friendship, you know, like just all these wonderful things have come out of initial investments, whether they're large or small, like that's what you have to keep in mind too, you know, because some investments are larger, but I'm telling you down the line, even if you've invested a thousand, 2000, 10,000 along these years, you know, say you've been part of the networking group. I think then their return is always larger, you know, because of what's created. Right. What examples come to, to mind of, to you? I kind of think of return on investment for other people, not necessarily myself, like hooking somebody else up that had a job. And it's not like they were looking for I didn't know people were looking for a job. I just say, you know, look, this here's so-and-so, she's new to town. And, you know, there's just people come back and say, did you know that I got a job at that company? And you were the one that introduced me to them. And I'm like, wow, that is so cool. So that was a, you know, that was a trip return on investment for them, but it was a ROR for me, right? Because now I'm looking good because mm -hmm. I turned them on to a, a hopefully a valuable employee. And it was. Let's see. Oh my gosh. There's just so many where somebody just got business, got a new contract on something, got to speak for something. I get, you know, when I said earlier about priding myself on getting speakers that are going to offer something that help us grow, but it's also somebody that's not known necessarily. They're not really known as being a speaker. And I might push them to their next level to do a presentation for my community because I think they have something valuable to offer. Or maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't have it together yet. So it's not always like that, but we just recently had a speaker about building authority with storytelling. So she's written books. She teaches writing and skills and, and skill sets of writing and things like that. But it's because she was a writer. She's not a speaker. So I kind of run that continuum, I guess, if you will. It's like, is that going to offer enough value? Well, I think we all have a story in us. We all want to know a little piece about Right, whether we're going to write a book or not, but we're writing the story of our life, of our business that can prop us up in a better way that makes us clearer and have a better message. So those kinds of things, that, that's not exactly a return on investment, but if I can teach those things, it is a return on investment to me because then people want to come see what I have to offer. And on the other hand, for them, they're learning from somebody like such as yourself when you talked about the money mindset. You know, how many people now go, oh my gosh, I wasn't even thinking of it that way. My husband runs everything. I need to take the reins or whatever little nuggets you put in there. I, I know many of your nuggets and I've taken advantage of many of your nuggets. So <laughs> I can only imagine what they're thinking. So that's another form of return on investment without even really having the exchange of money necessarily. It comes around in another way. And I don't know if that answered that that great, but yeah. And it's coming to mind to me too, you know, like some of the presentations that I've gone to at Women Make a Difference, like the first one that comes to mind was a sales one. Okay. Oh my God. What's with Ursula. And first I, here's some of the return that I got from just going to a lunch and learn. So it might not be that you're getting business per se, because you're going to learn something new. So first I learned about training. I love listening to speakers, you know, like when networking groups have speakers, because I go in there to learn about the material they're speaking about, but I also go in with my trainer hat and my speaker hat to learn myself how to speak better, you know, like what did they do right? What did they do wrong? What could, what would I have done in that case? Or how would I have done it? And that particular training stood out for me because she was an incredible speaker. And then she actually made an offer to her sales boot camp, which I signed up. You were part of it too. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, the return that I got just from the learning was, again, you have to be open-minded and see where it takes you. I wasn't there really to learn about sales. I thought I was just more there to see her speak. And because mm -hmm. I knew you always have good presenters and, but the tools that I got from that, from showing up that one day, you know, cause some people could yeah. be like, Oh my God, well, you wasted an hour driving to Albuquerque, another hour coming up plus the two hours of the person that's four hours of your day. Yes. But 
the tools that I gained from that presentation, the connections that I met, the learnings at that boot camp, that three-day boot camp, yeah. I have that for the rest of my life. I mean, how much better can it get? You know what I mean? Like we really have to shift our mindset I mean, what and, we and get then, out of it. I'm sure there's people that go to lunch and go, well, I didn't really get anything out of that. So there's a minimal amount of effort on your own part. And that's why I say having an intention to go lets you at least maybe get in the mindset. But if you're already dreading it because, oh, I don't know anybody, I'm just trying to make that part kind of connect up to meeting someone then you start connecting, then you're going to hear a good speaker. We always have a vendor fair, so there's shopping. And so I've just got this really cool mix of just a, a woman business owner. I did have a couple of men, or I do have a couple of men sometimes, having a rich afternoon, learning, connecting, and then they leave. I don't know of every single person, but if they come back, that means they liked it. And so that's my job, I feel like, is making it rich enough and valuable enough that they go, oh yeah, that investment was worth it. Look who I met or look who I'm going to meet. Because my intention for them is to go outside of this event that we're here a couple hours, you know, for this particular luncheon, but get, as the introductions go along, we have stand-up introductions that per, get with people that you liked what they said, or you have a, a connection with them and go outside of here for coffee or a Zoom and start building that relationship. And, you know, I can only do so much, but I figure if I tell them the intention, they may, some people may not have ever even thought of that. And this is what I had to get out of my head. The things that come easy to me aren't necessarily coming easy to other people. And so I have to tell them maybe the simplest of things. So I'm really enjoying taking some of the skill sets I've learned and turning them into knowledge and wisdom for other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about that. You just mentioned the word connection, you know, and that's what, you know, networking is all about connection. Connection is one of the primary needs that we all have as humans, you know, even introverts, I am an introvert mm -hmm. and we still are longing for connection as humans. Talk to me about the energy behind connecting with people. Like what kind of energy do you, cause that, don't you feel like when you do connect well, or you had a good experience, isn't it all about the energy? that you showed up, the energy in the room, the energy of the speaker, the energy of the other people, you know, like you feel it. We just feel. Uh, and some, you know, some are better than others. That energy buzz. Oh man, how do we get it? How do we maintain it? I was thinking more of a one-on-one -on -one when you first started asking that question, because I ask a lot of questions. I'm just already buzzed with energy, wanting to know about that other person. So it's a Maybe it's just something that's inside of me that I want to know about that other person, because how can I help? That, that should be all of our mode. We, we are doing something to make money that is helping somebody else. They just don't know yet. And we don't know how it is we can help them. Well, because networking is so broad, I know that I can help them. Money's broad. You know, you can help them. But, you know, we still have to sort of niche down. And so that energy that I'm creating, just asking the questions, they're really fueling it because as soon as they answer the question, I'm already on to the next question. Hopefully make it, you know, I'm listening to because that's a skill set as well. But I just have a genuine curiosity for finding out about people, how they tick, really more like in the, the early stages, where are they from? Where did they go to school? What's their family? How long have they lived in New Mexico? Why did they move to New Mexico? I mean, the questions are endless. I don't have to, when I've been in many sales trainings and different things, and they're telling you the questions you should ask that might be sort of robotic. So you just have to get comfortable with having, and maybe it's just a talk you have to yourself about come in with some good energy. Cause of course we all like positive energy more than negative, but I think it's just asking questions about them because everybody likes to talk about themselves and you still get to talk about yourself at some point, but that makes that person feel important. And I just think that's part, partly where that initial connection comes in is I was interested in them made them feel good. They opened up. You're so right. And I think what you have Val is a beautiful talent that I think is innate. And it doesn't mean that we can't work on it, but that comes very easy to you as you make people feel seen and heard. And so I think that's why 
they might gravitate to you. It's like, oh my God, she's asking, like when someone is so curious and asking questions, you're making like that famous, this is one of the first principles that I learned that when I got trained in coaching over 20 years ago, be interested, not interesting. And so I think you said that. Jim Rohn. Oh, he did. Maybe that's where it came from our coach training, you know, like, and it's so important because I think when you're in that space and in that energy of be interested in the other person, how are you interested in someone else by asking questions, by being curious when you ask questions and you're being curious, you're hearing them. You're, Mm -hmm. they're feeling that they're being heard. They feel like they're being seen. And you do that so beautifully. So I wanted to reflect that. And since we we're talking about Jim Rohn with that, I didn't know that that was his quote too. He has another quote that always stood out with me. When you help other people succeed and get what they want, then you'll be able to get what you want. And I'm butchering it. I don't think it's exactly like that. Mm-hmm. But talk to us off of that quote. You know, because it seems like that's what you naturally do, Val. You're helping other people. Can you give us some tips as to when we're going into a networking event? You already mentioned before, have an intention, be curious, you know, like ask people, what kind of tips could you give us, you know, as we're going approaching, we're coming into a networking event, we're kind of dreading it. I don't know if I want to come in. What other things could we do besides being interested in other people, help other people get what they want to get, you know, maybe giving them some resources like that comes naturally to you. Like what would make it a successful networking event for us? I think maybe having a little curiosity yourself, you know, I have that innately, as you said, I don't know that it came innately to make people feel seen and heard. That's pretty interesting. I've never had that because I had something happen in my childhood that wasn't so pleasant. And when it happened and everybody's whispering around, I was 11, that, did you hear about that girl? Did you hear about that girl? I kept my mouth shut because I'm like, that's too embarrassing. That is shameful. I'm not going to say that was me. And I think that propelled me to be able, like I wasn't seen or heard. That was too scary or whatever. So maybe that became my mission is that I will see that people are seen and heard. And so giving a person a chance to be a speaker and share what they have, or even to encourage somebody to be a sponsor where they have three minutes in front of the room. I say, this is the most friendly place. If you're afraid of one of the top three things, which is speaking publicly, isn't there three things? Uh, Yep. Taxes. The scariest things are taxes, death, and speaking in public. Yeah, right. I was butchering that one. So I know that's real fear is speaking in front of people. But if you have a fear of it, this is the most friendly, easy place you could actually come up here and shine behind the lectern because we're going to, we are interested in hearing what you are sharing with us and we want to hear and we're easy. We're not judging. We want you to do well. And all those little pop-ups or whatever I'm doing just naturally are just something that I like to do, but I never thought of it as being letting people be seen and heard. So I like that because it spins off a story that's not a, so, you know, more of a trauma in my life, but look what I turned it around to be, is that giving other people a voice. Mm, that's beautifully that's said. Connecting, and so I like that. And so, okay. So one of the tips is be curious. What other tips would you give us going into a networking group? Well, I probably said something about an open mind about who you're going to meet. You just never know who you're going to meet. So Coming in and maybe just shedding all your worries of the day to say, you know, I'm coming into something that's an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, whatever it is. And I'm just going to be here for the listening and what I'm supposed to learn. Because as you said earlier, you weren't going to go to that one. And the easiest one to go is online. It's like, how could we resist online? But still, hey, I'm tired. I don't want to have a you know, smiley face for the next hour. But Letting all those worries behind to say, you know, I'm going to come here. I'm going to, because you've met so many people that are going to turn into something else. It wasn't just a fluke. You really had some good connections on that call that you weren't going to do. So if our mind is on something else, it's kind of hard to be present with other people, right? So I don't know if you have to do a talk before, as you get out of your car, you're walking in, whoo, you know, do that shit, all that, you know, your, your knuckles down your side and just come in with a smile 
And people want to meet people who look positive. And, and I try to set that up. I've had ambassadors over the years where that was their job, actually. That I say, here are the people who are brand new here. This is their first time attending. So they're probably going to be a little, maybe a little nervous. And so the person taking the money or taking or checking them in knows they're color coded. Oh, this is a person. They hand them off to the ambassador and the ambassador is then holding their hand, giving them a little bit of the lay of the land and then going to introduce them to somebody. And because people don't always like to walk up into a group, they feel like they're interrupted, but that's really something that you can do. Go to a group of people and that's lively and talking and just kind of get the eye of the person. Like if I'm talking and I'm, you know, with my hands a lot and talking lively and somebody comes and stands there, I'm not going to ignore them. Hey, come on into our circle. So that's just another thing that you could do if you're shy or if you're the one that's like me talking a lot, keep that in mind. Somebody over there is not feeling part of the group. Hey, come on in, come in and join our conversation. And it, you know, again, it makes you look good. I guess I have a thing about looking good. I want to look good, but also it, make a dance. You know? It is. I think it's important because when you're going to a networking group, you have to look good. You have to have a good impression so that you can foster that relationship. And again, it's creating that energy. Some people will resonate with you. Other people might be like, oh my God, no, she's too talky or she's too this or whatever. But that way they can make that assessment. Okay, so I just thought of something else is, you know, I have this innately also to be good memory. But if you can remember people's names, then they, you know, nobody likes anything more than the sound of their own name, right? So when you can say, hey, Tanya, it's good to see you again. Sometimes people are taking it. How did you remember? How did your son's ball game go the other day? That'll really throw people off. Like, How did you remember that? No, well, you mentioned you were, to me, I remember that kind of stuff. Not everybody does, but at a first level, just their name would be good. So play a trick with yourself. It's like, Tanya, how am I going to remember Tanya? Hmm. See, yeah, I don't have to play. Please this don't game. say Tanya Harding from the ice skater. That's oh. the one I use all the time. No, no, because your name is spelled differently. So I wouldn't think of it that way. But this is going to be hard for me to speak to because I don't have to do that. I don't have to create a game to remember. I just mm-hmm. automatically remember your name, you know. Yeah, Thank you. I think God. that's, yeah, I was just going to mention that that's just a superpower you have. It doesn't mean that everyone else, I used to tell myself that I wasn't good with names, but I was good with faces. And I know a lot of people say that because we're, we tend to be more visual But after studying Jim Quick's memory, he has like a program on memorizing, you know, like memorizing names, memorizing numbers and all these different things. I'm very good with number memorization, but I didn't used to be so good with the names. And it's not, you can cultivate this. Like it comes easier to you, Val. Like to me, numbers come easier. Like I can memorize phone numbers very easy. I just look at them like once or twice and they're there. I don't know why that's my brain works that way. Your brain works with the names, but it doesn't mean that you can't cultivate and learn how to memorize people's names. And if that comes really hard and you're not willing to, you know, like learn how to memorize or practice this or turn it into a game, which by the way, it'll give you extra years and maybe avoid Alzheimer's and all those other things, you know, but yeah, we play those games. But in addition, if you can't do it, or maybe to support it, you can take their business card. What I like doing too is writing down stuff on their business card, on the back of the business card. That's why I do love business cards that are easy to write on and aren't dark because if they're dark, then you're kind of screwed. You know, you can't really write down. Like if I had a conversation with you, Val, and I just met you, I'd write down, oh, her name's Val. She just mentioned she's got a daughter, daughter's working here. So I'll write down like a couple notes on the back of the card so that when I plug it into my phone or however you log your information, you have it there. And I can't tell you how helpful that's been. Like it happened to me once that I met these ladies, you know, at a workshop. Then three years later, I saw them at the grocery stores and I could remember the name of one of them. And I had typed in the workshop, you know, Santa Fe workshops, Santa Fe photographic workshops. So I looked it up in my contacts right away while I was in the line of the groceries so that by the time I'd bump into them, I could call them by their name, like you were saying. And 
So there, my mind wasn't working for me, you know, like retrieving the names, but my contacts was because I had a system to put in there. I looked it up. I retrieved it. As soon as I was walking out of my purchase from the grocery store, I'm like, Hey, Mary and Jane, whatever their names were, because I don't remember them to this day. And like you said, it makes you look good. People feel impressed. People remember that you cause a good impression with people. You know, it goes back to being interested in the other person. Yeah. And I'm going to say that part of it, in the first part of you talking about that is it could be partly the words we're saying to ourselves. If you keep saying, I'm not good with names. Yeah. I'm not good with names. I'm going to guess what? You're not going to be good with names. Yep. That's exactly what Jim Quick says. You're right. Okay. I didn't even know that. So he says that he says, stop telling yourself that you're not good with names. And I stopped saying that. That's why I put it in the past tense. I used to tell myself that I wasn't good with names. Now I go to networking events and I play this game with myself of, you know, like if there's 15 people that go around the room, you know how sometimes they'll get up and they'll each speak or whatever. I'm like, okay, see how many I can remember by the end of the talk or whatever. And it becomes a fun game. You know, like I'm just playing it with myself. Other times I've played it with someone else. Last year, I was at my dad's birthday party and he invited like all his friends. There were like 20 guys there and maybe only three wives or girlfriends of these guys. So they had all the women sitting on one side and the 17 guys on the other side. And because I didn't know them, but these women have been hanging out with all these men. I was like, okay, let me remember, let's play this memory game. And so I got them all involved and we were kind of associating certain things with the name, you know, like, okay, he's the gynecologist and his name is this. And we were all giggling because of the associations we were making. So I invite the listeners, anyone that doesn't have this superpower like Val of memorizing names, (laughs) you know, to just turn it into a game, turn it into a game. And if, you know, in the interim, as you're turning it into a game, write, take notes, take notes, right. either on a piece of paper, on their cards, you know, so that you can or stay a connected. Great, a great key that you had is going on from the networking event and getting those contacts that you've met into your phone into a, in a way that you can find them because what was the point of even meeting them? So see, you were able to find those ladies really quick because you put in there. So I might say, met at so-and-so or referred by so-and-so down in the notes, but in the contact, but yes. yeah, I'm kind of rabid about my database because I want to be that person that can refer that other person. And then I want to know too, because I can follow up with them in any number of ways, you know, Hey, we've got a networking event coming up or other things that I do. So to me, having that is secondary to the networking is having your database. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, let's I mean, talk about I want to go deeper into that Val, because they say that the cash is in the follow-ups, you know, Mm -hmm. is that the expression? How is the expression? You should know me and Val is she has an ongoing thing after all these years, she cracks up with my expressions because English is my second language. And so I make up my own expressions, my own words. What is the expression? That one is the fortune is in the (laughs) follow-up. Well, in my case is the cash is in the follow-up, but the fortune, I like it. Let's talk about that. Tell us about how you create your systems. How do you do your follow-ups? You know, you're talking about your database. Like what could be some tips on that, you know, to get us? Well, I would think most people are using Google by now. I mean, wouldn't you say that's like the most used because Google can really handle all your contacts and for free, you don't have to get another system necessarily. So when I put somebody in my system, I'm automatically assigning them to a group I've predetermined. I'm not just like, if it's a woman, I don't just put her into a women make a difference group. I've had a conversation. Hey, I have a local networking community. Are you interested in networking? And, you know, it goes from there. So I'm going to put them already into a group or a label, a label that I've determined. It could be you know, it could be the chamber, it could be friends, could be family, could be, and they, it can be multiple groups. So like you're in my, you're probably like in four different, if I went and looked at the contact right now, your contact card, you're probably in three or four groups that I have so I can talk to you separately. The analogy of that is that if you just, if you didn't assign them a group, you might as well just have a file cabinet where you're taking a piece of paper, opening the drawer, throwing it in there. It's nowhere. You're not going to find it another time. I met this great gal at an event this week, I'm making this up, but you know, let's say I met a great gal at a networking event this week. I go and I put her in my contacts. So, right, you have no 
you have no way of, and then what I do is I just start a draft right away to an email. I may not have the time to write it then, but I want to say, hey, it was great meeting you at that event on Tuesday. And that's how I start getting the thing going. But I've already assigned them to say, you know, whatever group it was. So then I know later I can go back and, and check that. I can just look at all my labels. I keep saying group because it is kind of a group, but it really is probably more, the, the term is probably better used as a label of a place where you're putting people that you've met, not all in the same place, just like filing. Your filing is going in different file folders that you've made. It's the same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. So then you're not forgetting where they are. Um, I have a group that's called speaker possibilities. Somebody that I've met, go, oh, they may be a good speaker sooner or later, but they also are probably going to make a difference because I want to keep inviting them. Mm -hmm. If somebody asks me about Legal Shield, I have a group that's called Legal Shield Information. So I can go at some point and go, well, who's all these people I sent information to, but they never got back to me? That kind of thing. I think it's incredibly important. You know, there's all these fancy softwares to do your contact management. And so old school tools still work, you know, just the old fashioned way of. Yeah, I agree. And Google also, you can export as a spreadsheet. Yeah, I have it in Google Sheets, very similar to that too, because it's funny, the word of the year for me last year was visibility, the word of the year this year is connections, and I have it as a goal that I was going to meet at least 200 people this year in person or over Zoom, new people, you know, not the people that I already know, and but what do you do with that? You know, like that's an awesome goal. You know, it's a challenge that I set up for myself and like yourself, I've created a Google sheets, you know, like I'm sure there's an easier management of some sort, but I put them in different categories or with different labels. Like you're saying, you know, like, Oh, interested. They have a podcast. I'm, you know, maybe we could do a podcast swap. Maybe they're interested possible guests for my podcast. Or another one is I'm hosting my mastermind in Spain next year. And they talked about retreats and traveling. And it's like, oh, okay, let me put them in the Spain retreat. They showed interest. They wanted to do the retreat. Let me reach out to them when the time comes to that. So that is an invaluable tip that you just gave us there, Val. I think it's so important to categorize them with the labels, the groups, whatever you want to call them. Whatever we're, yeah, we're going to, I mean, I would encourage you to have these new, it might be tough now because we're in May, but have the label called new 100, you know, 100 people in 23 or whatever it is. And then you're talking to those people. You were one yeah, of the that's a new people that I met this year. It's just a different way to talk. Yeah, to that's a, you know, that's a good idea. Say, oh, I don't have time to do that. But this is just something you get ruminating on that it's like, man, that this would be a special way to talk to them. Oh, and by the way, I have a course coming up or whatever, because you may not have that opportunity when you were first meeting them to tell them all about everything. Yeah. And we can't tell people that we first meet about everything we do. You know, I have a mentor that talks about at the, like, if you go to a buffet and yeah, you want the steak and you want the salad and you want this mashed potatoes and you want this, you want the dessert. And meanwhile, you've got all these things, you don't eat them all at one time, but that's how we talk. We're talking with all these things coming out of our mouth. And I do this and I can help with this. And I can help with this. Generally speaking, most people are doing that. I mean, including me sometimes. I mean, I actually have three things that I do. I have to decide what am I going to be talking about here? Cause I don't think it's as I learn more, it's good to be talking about so many things. People get confused and we don't need confused people. Yeah. When I'm listening to what they're saying and what we have to offer, like right now, if we get the opportunity, it could just be to be a friend and to be listening. So again, you're not, that's the value of getting the contact because later you can talk to them on a whole different level. So just, it's incredibly important to First of all, do the networking, get yourself out there so you can start meeting people to, that you have to talk to. Otherwise, who are you talking to? Right? It, it can't just be the same old people. They're, they might be tired of hearing from you. That's awesome. This has been so informational, Val. I so appreciate yeah. you sharing your tips, how you go about it. You know, here you've built, a, you know, 23 years of networking and it's a successful networking group and, and just giving us those tips that we might not have thought of, you know, so thank you for that. Where can people find you? Well, probably best way is ABQ Women Make a Difference. 
all spelled out, abqwomenmakeadifference.com. See how much fun we're having on the website. Lots of pictures, lots of fun. And of course, the upcoming events. We have an event tonight. I, you know, nobody's going to come to that, but I wish you could. We're going to be at Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian Steakhouse. I <laughs> saw that. Yeah. There's another thing going on here in town. It's part of a financial group or whatever. So I already committed to that, but thank you for that. And before we wrap up, I always like asking my guests, what's one thing that our listeners can do to live a life with more courage? Schedule a networking event right now. Find one online or you know of one and register for it right now. Doesn't matter how scared you are or that you're not going to know anybody. Get yourself out there and I promise you, you're going to have some fun shed all your negative stuff and just say, I'm going in, I'm going to meet two quality people. They're going to help me meet the next people that I need to meet. That's awesome. Thank you for that one, Val. And it could be Val. She does her events online too. So come and join her at one of the women make a difference online. If you're listening, no matter where you're listening to, you know, like if you're in Albuquerque and happen to coincide, you know, reach out and see if you can come to the in-person events. But if you're somewhere far away from Albuquerque and would still like to meet other amazing women and occasionally men here or there, come and join us. It'd be well, awesome. Well, to you see. know, COVID did that to us. I mean, I had a live event every single month, all those years until COVID. And so once we started, you know, people started coming out again, there's actually six live events this year, but that, that's sort of painful for me to say. I did 12 a year. And there was a time I had two events, one on the east side of town, one on the west side. So I was doing 24 events a year. Didn't think anything of it until COVID came and I wasn't schlepping all that stuff. And I'm going, wow, this is, our, our virtuals are just as impactful because we have breakout sessions where there's one-on-one networking as if you were just doing it in person and with thought-provoking questions that make us really dig a little deeper. And uh, so people are really enjoying those and all the luncheons are the second Friday of the month. So please reach out if you're interested in meeting some people that you haven't met before. We'd love to welcome you. Yes, please. And let us know if you show up to Val's event. I also host quarterly events of the Courage to Be. They're called Connections with Intentions. We have one coming up now, June 2nd. And if you do show up to either one of ours, please let us know that you came through the podcast. I'd love to welcome you and say, hey, this is awesome. You took action. So thanks for that. And I will be there June 2nd. I enjoyed the last one very much. And, you know, meeting people from all over, you never know where that's going to go. That's the point is you don't know. And that's why it's so exciting. Could be your next best friend, your next big piece of business. Yeah. Thank you, Val. This was fabulous. Good. Thank you, Tanya. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you enjoyed this, there's one thing I'd like you to do. Follow me and leave me a rating and review and share. And as my way to thank you, like I said at the beginning, I'd like to invite you to my signature event, Increase Your Income and Impact, which is happening this June 21st to June 23rd. You will walk away from this three-day virtual event, shifting your mindset from not enough money to manifesting on the spot. You'll also learn how to get over your fear of visibility and sales so that you can increase your income and have a greater impact in the world. These virtual events are life transforming and you can get an early bird ticket below with the code LUCKY23 and save $400, but just for a limited time. I look forward to being with you, be your mentor, guide you, and help you transform your life.